0: Lord Jesus and Heavenly Father, we thank you for all the many, many blessings you've already poured upon us throughout today's service. And now the blessed opportunity once again to get back into your word. Help us now as we do that, to understand it, apply it in the right way, draw close to you, build our faith and trust in you and in your word. Thank you again as we pray in Jesus' precious holy name. Amen. Dealing with fear. There's a lot in the word of God concerning the word Fear. There's two major definitions, you might say, concerning fear. You got the one, which is the natural emotional response to a perceived threat to one's security or general welfare. And it ranges from a degree of intensity of a sense of anxiety or worry to the utter terror. And then you have the other use of the word fear where it is a feeling of reverence, awe and respect toward God. And reverence basically is a feeling of profound awe and respect to God's majesty and holiness. And we understand through the teachings and proverbs that fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and the knowledge of the holy is understanding. So... When we're dealing with fear, we need to know that we need to fear God in that reverent way, to fear Him above all in that way. We can also have some fear concerning a day of judgment and accountability. We need to be afraid, you know, that we got everything right. Make sure that you got everything right so you don't have that fear of judgment day. When you're truly prayed up, got things right, then you're not going to have that fear. But there's other fears that mostly we think about when we hear the word fear or think about fear. David writes about some of this in Psalm 23. Such an awesome psalm. Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. That I shall not want means I shall not be in need of anything that I don't have because he's going to provide me with everything I have. Therefore, he doesn't have to worry. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. Talking about the many blessings that the Lord pours upon us. When we're filled with such blessings and when we have the things that we need, then we're at peace. We don't have that fear of not having those things. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for His name's sake. To have that guiding spirit of the Holy Ghost within you. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. This valley of the shadow of death was a literal place that was known for robberies. It was a narrowing area of a pathway that was kind of secluded, and it had been so many people robbed and killed in that section they named it the valley of the shadow of death so we're speaking of harm bodily harm coming to him yea though i walk through the valley of the shadow of death i will fear no evil for thou art with me thy rod and thy staff they comfort me the rod and the staff is the word of god when we understand the Word of God, when we understand the promises that He has made to us, when we understand that we have salvation, then we can be at peace when we're facing potential harm to us. Which Thou preparest the table before me in the presence of mine enemies, Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever when you have that confidence that you're going to dwell in the house of the Lord forever then you're not going to be afraid of death or injury in Psalm 91 first 6 verses here reads he that dwelleth in the secret place of the most high shall abide under the shadow of Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flieth by day, nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. When all the hardships are happening, when all the evil is coming in, when all the persecution and, and stuff comes upon you, are you going to be cowering in fear? Or are you going to be like these psalmists you're going to have that courage that boldness that be able to proclaim that you're not afraid And then on over in psalm 118 verses 1 through 9 here oh give thanks unto the lord for he is good because his mercy endureth forever let israel now say that His mercy endureth forever. Let the house of Aaron now say that His mercy endureth forever. Let them now that fear the Lord say that His mercy endureth forever. Notice the fear of the Lord. Different from the fear of danger. I called upon the Lord in distress. The Lord answered me and set me in a large place. The Lord is... On my side, I will not fear what can man do unto me. When you're so comfortable with your eternal life, when you're so comfortable with the indwelling spirit helping in you and insisting you, you're not going to be afraid of what man can do to you. You're not going to be afraid of death itself even. As he continues, the Lord taketh my part with them that help me, therefore shall I see my desire upon them that hate me. It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. Very wise statement there. It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in princes. Who do you trust to protect you? You protect in the government to protect you? Or you protect you dependent upon the Lord? to look after you and protect you. We need to know that we can depend upon the protection from the Lord, that He can see us through it. Even if it comes to the point of our destruction, even if it results in our death, it is said that there is a Christian killed every five minutes somewhere around the world. In recent times, there was a a group of Egyptians, Christian Egyptians, 21 of them if I'm not mistaken. And it was very publicized. The Muslims got them, captured them, and publicly executed them. And they had the choice of denying Jesus Christ or get your head cut off. They all chose to trust in the Lord and, and to take their faith all the way to execution. They did not deny the Lord. And they got their heads cut off. Some people would say, well, I would have denied Him and then asked for forgiveness later. Well, they didn't. They had that boldness. They stood up right in the face of death. In Romans chapter 8, he tells us about stuff like this. Romans chapter 8, verse 35. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? As it is written, For thy sake we are killed all the day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Like I say, statistically, they're saying that there's a Christian killed somewhere in the world every five minutes for being a Christian. One every five minutes. Nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors through Him that loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. When we know and understand that our body is temporal, it is temporary. It is only here for a flash, a vapor and a wind like James talks about. When we understand that, when we know that, when we trust in the Lord, when we know that when our job is done here, when He no longer needs or wants us to do a task, then it's time for us to go home and He'll take us on home. Whether it be as a child or whether it be as an elderly person. He does give us longevity when we do the work that He has given us and we are filled with the blessings and He gives us long life and health to enjoy that as part of the blessings and to have an influence on others. That's why we're still here, giving us an opportunity to influence others. When our job's done, when our task is over, then He'll take us on home. So we got to think about that. In whatever situation that we find ourselves in, whether it be in that moment of persecution where you're about to get your head cut off, what is your task to do? Or if you're laying in a bed and you're suffering and you're dependent upon somebody else for your life itself, what is there left for you to do? Are you going to pray about it and find out what it is so you can do that and go on home? Or are you going to cower in fear because you're afraid of going on home? But as it said there in Nothing can separate us from the love of God. In whatever the situation is, He's right there with us. So find out. Pray about it. Ask about Get the clarity of why, Lord. Why am I going through this? Where is there an opportunity to bring honor and glory to the Lord, to expand the kingdom, to receive yet even more rewards in the situation that you're in? And then like we read earlier, be ready always to give an answer for the hope that's within you, with meekness and fear. All right, over in Proverbs chapter 3, in verse 13. Happy is the man that findeth wisdom, and the man that getteth understanding. We get wisdom and understanding through studying the Word of God and listening to the Holy Ghost. And when we have such wisdom and understanding, we are happy, whatever the situation is in our life. For the merchandise of it is better than the merchandise of silver and the gain thereof than fine gold. She is more precious than rubies and all the things thou canst desire are not to be compared unto her. Length of days is in her right hand and in her left hand riches and honor. Her ways are ways of pleasantness and all her paths are peace. She is a tree of life to them that lay Hold upon her, and happy is every one that retaineth her. So if you want to be happy in whatever situation you're in, you need to study the Word of God. You need to listen to the teaching of the Holy Ghost, and then that will bring you happiness, because you'll have a better understanding of why you're in the situation that you're in. The Lord is... Excuse me, verse 19. The Lord by wisdom hath founded the earth. By understanding hath he established the heavens. By his knowledge, the depths are broken up, and the clouds drop down to dew. He goes back right to the very beginning. Acknowledging Jesus Christ, acknowledging the Creator, acknowledging our faith and trusting Him, knowing what He has done. Verse 21, My son, let not them depart from thine eyes, that is the wisdom and knowledge. Don't let that depart from you. Keep sound wisdom and discretion. So shall they be life unto thy soul and grace to thy neck. Then shalt thou walk in the way safely, and thy foot shall not stumble. When thou liest down, thou shalt not be afraid. Yea, thou shalt lie down, and thy sleep shall be sweet. Be not afraid of sudden fear neither of the desolation of the wicked when it cometh. For the Lord shall be thy confidence and shall keep thy foot from being taken. That courage, that peace of mind. No fear. Facing whatever comes your way. Fearless. Because you know what you have to look forward to. Your confidence in the Lord. Your confidence in what He has done. And over in Proverbs chapter 9, verse 10, again, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and the knowledge of the holy is understanding. That's the beginning of wisdom. When you fear the Lord, when you revere Him, when you know Him, then you get filled with all this confidence, you get filled with all this boldness, you get filled with all this bravery as well. And you are brave in the the face of harm. You are brave in the face of death itself. Now, this doesn't mean to be reckless, to go out here and get involved in sports that could possibly kill you just for the entertainment of it. I'm speaking to myself there. As many of y'all know, I've been kind of an, uh, what do they call that, adrenaline junkie. I've done all kinds of sports that um, would be considered life-threatening, like Let's see, hang gliding, parasailing, paragliding, powered parachute, uh, flying ultralights, uh, bungee jumping, uh, sky. Let's see, skydiving, uh, diving in the ocean, uh, motorcycle riding, stunts. I mean, just all, all my life. So I get my entertainment. Get a nice adrenaline boost now and then. But you got to do it with. The right attitude and behavior, not be reckless and actually kill yourself or get hurt, you know. So take it and with with wisdom, enjoy life, but don't be afraid of life. Don't be afraid of getting hurt, and don't be afraid of what man can do to you. We need to have the right reverent fear of the Lord, as Jesus Christ teaches us in Matthew chapter eight. In verse 23, and when he was entered into his ship, his disciples followed him, and behold, there arose a great tempest in the sea, insomuch that the ship was covered with the waves, but he was asleep. And his disciples came to him and awoke him, saying, Lord, save us, we perish. And he saith unto them, Why are ye fearful, O ye of little faith? Why are you afraid? Why are you afraid of injury or death? Is it because you're afraid to leave here and be judged? Because you've done something you should have gotten taken take care of? If so, you better get it taken care of. Then he arose and rebuked the winds and the sea, and there was a great calm. When we know and acknowledge Jesus Christ... Like these guys did right here where he says, But the men marveled, saying, What manner of man is this, that even the winds and the sea obey him? you got to know who he is. Know what he's capable of. How he can protect us, even in the midst of the most brutal storm. And don't be afraid when mankind comes against you. As it says in Matthew chapter 10, verse 24, The disciple is not above his master nor the servant above his Lord. It is enough for the disciple that he be as his master and the servant as his Lord. If they have called the master of the house Beelzebub, how much more shall they call them of his household? They were calling him a servant of Satan, basically. As we were studying earlier in 1 Peter, how the evil will come up against the Christian and speak evil against the Christian and falsely accuse them. That's what he's speaking of. Fear them not, therefore. Flat out, the Lord's telling us. Don't be afraid of those folks. For there is nothing covered that shall not be revealed, and hid that shall not be known. Everything's going to be looked at. Everything's going to be reviewed, judged, evaluated. Was it righteous? Was it unrighteous? Was it good? Was it evil? They will be held accountable. What I tell you in darkness that speak ye in light and what ye hear in the ear that preach ye upon the housetops and fear not them which kill the body. Clear and simple words. Fear not them which kill the body but are not able to kill the soul but rather fear him which is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. he're talking about himself right there. That's who we give reverent fear to. Not mankind. Verse 29. Are not two sparrows sold for a farthing? And one of them shall not fall on the ground without your father. But the very hairs of your head are all numbered. Fear ye not therefore. Ye are more valuable. Ye are of more value than many sparrows. The Lord knows everything, sees everything. We can submit to Him completely and be completely fearless of harm. Whosoever therefore shall confess me before men, him will I confess also before my Father, which is in heaven. Like those men I mentioned earlier. They confess their faith and trust in Jesus Christ all the way up to the point of getting their heads cut off. But whosoever shall deny me before men, him will I also deny before my Father, which is in heaven. Were they thinking about that verse? Possibly at that moment. But they had the boldness to take it all the way to death. Do we have that kind of boldness if we were suffering such persecution? Do we have that kind of fearlessness when it comes to harm? Do we have that kind of fearlessness when it comes to disease? Which is very interesting what has happened in this country and around the world in the last few years with COVID and all the illness that people suffered from and even death from that disease. And how many people were so fearful, so cowering in fear through that process. Because... They didn't have the comfort of the Holy Ghost. They were not listening to the Word of God. They were not confident of the Lord's love and care for them and to see them through that disease if that was the will of the Lord or time to take them on home, which was the will of the Lord. That's what we got to understand. know. be submissive to the will of the Lord. Be ready to go. In Matthew, excuse me, in John chapter 14, verse 15. A blessing that comes to the born-again Christian is the indwelling spirit of the Holy Ghost. The power of the Holy Ghost within us can give us that comfort, can give us that peace, can fill us with full joyfulness and courage and boldness, even in the face of disease and in the face of death as it reads in John chapter 14, verse 15, If ye love me, keep my commandments. If ye love me, keep my commandments. And of course, his commandments, he emphasized so well over in Matthew 22, verse 37 through 40, Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment. If you truly have that kind of love, you're going to have the confidence in the Lord that he's going to see you through whatever it is or he's going to take you on home because your job's done. Simple as that. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is like unto it, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. And These two commandments hang all, the law and the prophets. When we do those two commandments, it's Blankets and covers, all the others, because they all fall within those two big categories there. When we truly love the Lord with all of our existence, then we're going to be doing things that's going to be helping our neighbor, those around us, everywhere. And that is our testimony. How are we reacting in the face of harm and in the face of actual death? Are we doing it in a way that's going to benefit others or not? We need to do it in a way that's going to help others. We need to have the right kind of representation. We are ambassadors of God, after all. Represent God. And know that we have the indwelling Spirit of the Holy Ghost, like we have over in John chapter 14, verse 15, once again. If ye love me, keep my commandments, and I will pray the Father, and He shall give you another Comforter, that He may abide with you forever. Forever. Which was never available before, the New Testament. The Old Testament times the Holy Ghost would come upon someone to do a task and then depart from them. But to have the indwelling Spirit of the Holy Ghost came with the New Testament times. And we have that available to us when we trust in the Lord. It, the Holy Ghost comes into us. Even the Spirit of Truth. Spirit of Truth. Another name for the Holy Ghost. So we'll know what is right what is wrong. We'll know when they're trying to fool us or, or allure us in a different way. To deceive us. We'll understand and know. Even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him, but ye know him, for he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. He's right there in us. All we got to do is listen to him, which sometimes is the challenge for us to shut up and listen. We got to let him come forward. Let Him guide us. As He clearly says there, I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. Yet a little while, and the world seeth me no more. But ye see me. Because I live, ye shall live also. This was He speaking specifically to the disciples that were there with Him at that time. Speaking of He was about to get crucified and buried. He was going to rise again the third day. At that day ye shall know that I am in my Father, and ye in me, and I in you. When they were able to witness the risen Jesus Christ. He that hath my commandments, and keepeth them, he it is that loveth me, and he that loveth me shall be loved of my Father. And I will love him, and will manifest myself to him. He will reveal himself to us. He will reveal himself to us in the form of the Holy Ghost, giving us that peace, giving us that comfort, Judas saith unto him, Not Iscariot, Lord, how is it that thou wilt manifest thyself unto us and not unto the world? Jesus answered and said unto him, If a man love me, he will keep my words. You've got to learn his words to keep them. And my Father will love him, and, will, and we will come up to him. We, notice. And make our abode with him. The dwelling spirit is right there within us. All we've got to do is latch onto that and the comfort comes. Understand it's there. Understand it's available. He that loveth me not keepeth not my sayings, and the word which ye hear is not mine, but the Father's which sent me. These things have I spoken unto you, being yet present with you, but the Comforter which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name. He shall teach you all things, and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. Teaching that comes directly from the Holy Ghost, available to them and also available to us. Peace I leave with you. Not worry, not cowering in fear of harm, but peace. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you. Not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Perfect words right there. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. We don't have to fear... The world out there we don't have to fear mankind or what they do to us don't have to not at all in second timothy chapter 1 verse 7 for god hath not given us the spirit of fear but of power and of love and of a sound mind that power that love and that sound mind that comes along with trusting in jesus christ it comes along with that dwelling spirit of the holy ghost and it is so awesome that we have that. And it is a gift. It is truly a gift that He has given us. And over in Hebrews chapter 13, verse 5, let your conversation be without covetousness. Our testimony is what He's talking about. Without covetousness. And be content with such things as ye have, for He hath said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. Even through those challenges that you're facing, even through those hardships you're going through, He's right there with you. There's a purpose for it. Find out what it is. It is for a good. Find out what that good is. Latch on to it. Rejoice in it. Be happy in it even. So that we may boldly say, The Lord is my Helper. And I will not fear what man shall do unto me. Have you got that kind of boldness? Fearlessness? Like those men I mentioned earlier? Willing to take your faith and your trust in God all the way to the point of death? That's available to us. Latch on to it. Receive it. It comes from the Holy Ghost. So study the Word so you have that wisdom, that knowledge that comes from studying the Word. Listen to the Holy Ghost because He'll teach us. And then He'll indwell us with that fearlessness that we can then go out into the world boldly and proclaim Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. And we can go through those challenges that we face, even the hardships of disease or injury, with a smile on our face and proclaiming that we trust and love the Lord even through our suffering. Let's pray. Lord Jesus and Heavenly Father, we truly thank you for the opportunities you give us to be bold, to be brave. Give us all that boldness, that bravery. Fill us with the Holy Ghost so filled that it overflows into those around us, that they can see that. They can see the joy of your indwelling spirit within us. We can see the light that shines from you through us into the world. Help all of us shine that light brightly, not to cover it up, not to cower in fear, but to boldly proclaim you as our Lord and Savior. We truly thank you for those opportunities as we pray in Jesus' precious holy name. Amen.